Welcome to episode 155 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast with me, Tom Laird, and of course, the man who can, Anthony Samaroff, and me. possibly the man who can, Stephen Kinsella, big hitter from the Mises Institute and patent lawyer extraordinaire, and uh, yeah, there he goes. <laughs> Author of Against Intellectual Property, a very influential book in the libertarian movement. Talking to Let's say Stefan. Let's let's say it. Okay, can you guys stay with me? Say with me, Stephanie. Say say with me, Stephanie. 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 Okay, take out the E, Stefan. <laughs> Stephen. Okay. Did you call him Stephen Kinsella? Did you call him? Did you actually call him Stephen Kinsella in the intro? Who? Yeah. Yeah, he did. But it's fine. Yeah. I'm used to it. I'm used Dumb. to it. If you want it, if you want it pronounced differently, spell it differently. <laughs> you can't blame someone's mother. So this is the thing. You can't blame their mother, man. You gotta. There, there's boundaries. I, why not? I, I, I blame my mom for tons of shit. Like what? Uh, I, I don't know if I should say it publicly. I'm sure. <laughs> Well, they don't tease us. Come Too on. My, my ex-girlfriend ex blamed my mom's mom for tons of shit as well. Like what? Give me one example. Just one. Just one. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, right at the beginning of the show, there might be new listeners tuning in from Twitter. Well, I'll great. tell you what, they'll have to actually start one of those um, you know, websites where they vote. You know, if a hundred people sign the petition, Anthony will disclose embarrassing oh details of you're, the way that his so mom scarred sweet. him in childhood. You Scottish people are so sweet. Well, look, it can't get any more embarrassing than your pimp's cushion that you've got behind you there. <laughs> Do you like that? Look, I've got, I've got a nice. Uh, for those of you who are on, it's like a, is that is it a Bengal tiger? You, what, what the hell is that? For those of you listening through your podcast app, I am actually setting up against the leopard skin. Oh, leopard, do you have a Jabra too? Um, you have a Jabra too. We, we're both Jabra. Jabra yeah, Jabra. <laughs> That's really funny. When I was in, when I was in college, like there, there was a group of weird jock guys that started calling me Tony Jabroni for some reason, just because it rhymed. It doesn't even mean anything. They just right, liked okay. it. And now I'm a real jabroni. Jabro, I put the bro in jabra. So when you say you went to college, what did you go to college in? Oh, God. I didn't know that I was going to be the intro. Exactly. Guest. We're doing the questions here, Mr. <laughs> well, Consola. I mean, he, he, you brought it up. I, it, it's a point of interest. Okay. See, this Anthony, is what, you have to tell us now. These are the golden moments that people listen to Scottish Liberty Podcast for. It's not about the politics. It's about the banter. It's not about that cushion. But anyway, go for it. <laughs> well, I studied popular music and then I went and studied music and philosophy. And then I did a postgrad in counseling studies. So, so things you could have done like without a college degree. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah no, much. I'm fucking with you. You could have. Defend yourself. Defend yourself. Defend yourself, my brother. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the, the I don't fun. Know, I, I actually and the felt drinking. one of yeah one of my reasons for going was I thought people like me should have a degree. That's how that's how pretentious I was at twenty two. Okay. Wait. Okay. First question. What for, did you do your degree Stephen. in? 
Non, non, non. Ouais, ouais, ouais. Ouais, ouais, ouais. Il your degree, Too much for Anthony losing his voice. Yeah, um, so... yeah, his voice is... So it's just me and you because his yeah. voice is out. Exactly. So first question is an important bullied. question. Considering we were talking about Rush before this started, uh, so the question is, why didn't America get prog rock? Well, I would challenge the assumption. I mean, uh-huh. why would you say they didn't get prog rock? I mean, I think we did. Oh, some some Americans did, but it didn't really take off in the way that it maybe took off in, in Europe or elsewhere. It wasn't really. It was more a kind of niche thing in America. I would. That's that was my take on it. It wasn't very are radio you, are friendly. You, are you a prog rock guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big proggy kind of guy. So, I like know. Rush is like the pinnacle, right? And Ingrid Malmsteen and Triumph and that kind of stuff. Well, right? Ingrid Malmsteen doesn't. You're not getting Ingrid Malmsteen and prog there. I'm. I'm not having Ingrid. I know. Malmsteen. I know. I know. I know. My, my. I have a 16 year old son, and he can like school me on everything, but he. He can't get his driver's license without my help. So you know, it's like a symbiotic thing, but. Uh, right. It's a symbiotic thing, except for he's like the parasite that's sucking out your will to live with his criticism. Yeah, but that's the point of having done. kids, right? To have a parasite. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. So, you the know, what guess. Wait, 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 let's go back up. What do you mean you guess? That was like a very vague, uh, non-committal... I'm sorry. I have to. I have to keep you to the to the subject here. Um, <laughs> why? Why didn't you don't, America? You don't want to go to you. Why didn't America get prog in the way that other countries got I it? I mean, um, uh, why didn't I don't know Bulgaria get it? I don't know. Why Bulgaria is America got special? It. You can believe they got it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell when me I, more. Okay. <laughs> so, favorite Rush album. Probably permanent waves. Permanent waves. Okay. Yeah. We'll go for is it, it. Is it the is it the one that goes? Love that Russian. Love that Russian. Give Give me uh, sixty more seconds, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Jesus. You're a Rush fan for crying out loud. If you can't answer those, these questions, what chance are you going to get? I just want them? him to embarrass himself. I mean. <laughs> Um, twenty-one, twelve, uh, moving pictures, permanent waves. Uh, those are the best ones, obviously. Were, were you a Rush fan before you were a Libertarian, or a Libertarian after you were a Rush fan, or was it? It all came together, to be honest. So I had a a buddy, and like I was like a tenth or eleventh grade in high school, and I got my first driver's license, and I got my car, and I had a cassette player in my car, right? So he was like stuffing you need okay. to get a b and c and he's like a, a hard rock uh, electric guitar player so he said so my first two albums were queen greatest hits and mm-hmm. rush permanent waves like okay. and that got me going like and i was crazy after that so that's just i mean it's boring like i realize after a point it's boring right but 
I love Iron Maiden, Rush, Triumph, uh, you know, Richie, you know, uh, there's so much stuff that's like boring to the people before and after you, right? Like the, before you, they think like it's not, it's not, it's just like not folk. And after you, it's like not sophisticated. Right. But there's a certain, everyone comes into it at a certain degree. So I love Triumph and Rush and Richie Blackmore, Rainbow and Iron Maiden and sure. Van Halen and all that stuff. But only, one of those, like. only one of those was prog. So that's back to the question. Give me an American prog outfit. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't pretend to be an expert on this. I just like what I like. I like. I told uh, you we should have had Tom Woods on again. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, Tom. Tom Woods is like. Uh, yeah. Woods is Woods is Woods. What can you say? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What do you tell? You tell me the best. Tom Tom Woods should be down some forest somewhere doing live role play. Yeah. It looks like the last person to be into the kind of metal he likes with the growling vocals. Yeah, he but you know, that's, a fair, that's huh? an unfair comparison because everyone can be what they want to be. I agree, but I'm just saying that he looks deceivingly like the kind of person who wouldn't be into that. <clears throat> and has quite look, a look, 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 look. Are we going to talk about intellectual property or we're going to talk about this boring uh, Wait a minute. Shit. I was sagging into that. <laughs> So, so why, she, sh why like, should I be able to download all of uh, Rush's albums and then reproduce them and sell them for my own profit? Why should I be able to do that? Yeah, why should Tom be able to do why that? Why should I be able to profit off of Rush's work? Well, hard hard work. So, 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 okay. So first of all, notice that you just mixed together two different things. Okay. Why should you download them? Why should you be able to profit? So those are two different questions. Right. Um, and the answer to this both is the same in a sense, like because you don't violate anyone's property rights in doing it. And it's good oh, for everyone. That's question begging. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and I like when you did that to my enemies, but uh, don't do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> or talking of that would that would you be referring to his recent debate where apparently yeah. he, he he claims that you were his uh, his Mickey from the from the Rocky movies like you were his coach oh my god that. hold on let me oh, let me open up my 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 uh my i my 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 mac notes all oh, right I have okay. so many notes on I this actually... whole topic uh, I, think, I think the reason why Stephen said that is I did actually accuse... Yeah, Stephen, not Stephen, but go ahead. <laughs> no, you got me doing it, Tom, for fuck's sake. Let's, let's, like let, wait, let's stop for a second. I mean, I, I don't want to be an asshole, like... You no, know, go on. It's some so weird it's name, but like... You do, know, you do know a girl's name, Stephanie, right? Like, right. things like that. I know, I've it's known. totally How justified. hard can this be? It's totally justified. I hate it when people call yeah, me. Yeah, it's not Stephen. No, I, don't, I actually it's don't hate Stephen it. I just don't, I'm not confused by it. I, well, I, I, I do actually hate it. So, so Stefan, um, 
I did actually. Well, the problem is your name is Anthony, and people call you <laughs> Tony or T Boy or whatever, right? And uh, uh, I don't like nicknames either. Ants. I don't mind ants. Ants is kind of cool. My 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 brother calls me that sometimes. No, no, no one says ant. Yeah, they honestly. do. Oh, uh, ants lame. Ants is okay with an s on the end. All right, all right. Well, I think Stefan's referring to the fact that um, I did actually accuse Adam Moss of my interlocutor of begging the question, uh, which just means circular reasoning for people who think it means the same as invite the question. Which which I which I then did to you, Stephen. So where were we? Well, well, what what I liked about your uh, your discussion with him was number one, he's a very 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 at least with you a nice guy. Okay, so, but honestly, so here's what I think. I mean, I don't want to be an asshole. Well, well I actually kind of do want to be an asshole. Well, we yeah. Um, I've been so, doing this show with Tam for four years, and he's never stopped being one, so you'll fit right in. So you have this guy who's like being the happy, giddy warrior who pretends like he's on our side, right? And honestly, that's my misgiving about the whole thing. Like, he's like, oh, <laughs> so, so like, so when you say like like for example someone in the questions or you or someone brought up like uh if you believe in intellectual property which is a broad term which includes not only patents but copyrights patents and trademarks and everything uh then that means that you have trademark rights and trade secret rights and everything right like it's not just a a, a narrow thing and he just like giggles like <laughs> like when someone says like uh uh oh that means that I can't say that I'm for COVID A B and C and someone might trademark COVID nineteen or whatever and charge you fifteen cents per usage and he goes ha 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 it's like what the fuck are you joking about? You believe this motherfucking shit, okay? You understand? It's like it's not a joke. You're actually in favor of this. And you know what? If you were a socialist or a Marxist or a commie, that's one thing because I'm used to being disappointed in these people. But if you're like a liberal and you're like joking, like you're in favor of patent law, IP law, whatever, and they never, and by the way, they never define it. You notice this. Right. By the way, I have 35 questions in my notes thing we can talk about if you want to. But the point is, it's like, <sighs> come on, guy. It's like, it's not a joke. It, so, like, w when someone says, oh, according to your theory of IP, I can't say my name, and he giggles. It's like, this is not a joke. This is what you're in favor of. Like, this is horrible. You, this is fascist. This is socialist. Would, would I mean, another, it's not a joke. Would another example be like, you know, if it weren't for IP laws – 
you could send millions of medications to Africa, cheap generic medications to Africa and actually save lives, you know, save maybe millions of lives, but you're not allowed to because of IP. What do you mean? I'm actually not sure what you... Uh, well, what, what and, and one of the readings you, you sent me about intellectual property and pharmaceutical industry, it said that people, that lives were being lost in Africa because... Lives were being lost in Africa because people couldn't replicate expensive drugs and send cheap generics over. Well, well why, why don't we do this? Um, you were actually, uh, I thought, amazing in your oh, discussion wow. with him. Um, the The problem is, in a debate format like this, you can't, um, you can't get the whole uh, theory out there, right? So, like, he does like a modified version of A, B, and C, and you try to respond, and then it's like this. Um, there's no way you can get to the bottom of this without uh, a long discussion, which most people don't have the attention span for. So I guess I could tell you one, two, three, four, five things I noticed in your discussion um, with, with Adam. Um, um, first of all, you have a way more uh, – uh, calm explanation of things than I do. Like I do, I go bop, 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 bop. And you're like, with your accent and everything, you're like, and, and he was all happy. He was all happy-go-lucky. But there's a certain giggling aspect to his responses to you that which annoyed the fuck out of me, to be honest, because it's like, it's like saying that there's a Holocaust and people are in cages and like, well, so, so like, for example, when someone like you brought up, for example, or someone did in the question and answer, um, um, well, what if someone wants to trademark COVID and you can't say that for 15 cent royalties or whatever, something like that, right? And he just started giggling like, yeah, it's really funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what? It's not fucking funny because this is serious. This is what the law actually is. And you're not distinguishing between trademark and trade secret and patent and copyright law and all the different types of things that you call intellectual property. And every time that you have the chance – so the – the thing I'm thinking is the debate is not amenable towards – so for example, I mean Anthony, what do you think was – so he had 10 minutes to give his presentation, right? And he did something, and basically what he said, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. He said that property uh, – IP rights – which are basically patent rights, which he never clarified. Um, they are like property rights. That's yes. what he said. And then he mixed in together 
incentives and causation and correlation. And by the way, one of the one of the things he said, which you challenged him on, which I admired you for, was that he said, um, he said, well, you know what? You have a point. No, he didn't say it this way, but he said, Anthony, you have a point that we can't prove causation and correlation. However, even with regular property rights, uh, we can't prove that having property rights produces uh, wealth, right? So number one, the whole point of his uh, diatribe was something like, uh, I guess that the law should mirror incentives to do I, – I mean it's not clear. He never makes it clear. Like he mixes together all these things. Now, as here's my guess. As, a, as an objectivist, what he would say in response is that, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm mixing together all these things because we're holistic and blah, blah, blah. Like we're, we're blending incentives and property rights and the fruits of your labor bullshit, all this stuff. Like he blends it all together. He never makes a clear point. Like his entire argument was you can treat IP rights as property rights, and therefore they have incentive effects, and therefore there's a causation correlation thing. But on the only thing that he said that makes sense, which is the causation correlation thing, which was that uh, if you have more property rights and ideas that you have more wealth, he admitted that even with real property rights, you can never prove this, right? So he admitted that. He said like, well, we can never prove that either. So he's basically saying that we have a higher level or an ontological basis for, for property rights. Um, okay, fine. That's fine. So is it incentives? Is it – I mean, so what's his theory? So by the way, you notice he never, ever, 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 ever defined intellectual property. He never explained why, number one, why trade secrets aren't included. He never explained uh, – there, there were so many things he said. He's a happy – giddy little Randian exponent. I think everything he says is evil and wrong, to be honest. Um, he never explains like why property rights uh, have to incentivize production. He, he talks about creation of value. That's just Randian bullshit, right? Like there are so many problems, and I think you found most of them. I've got 75 notes I, I kept on this if you want to go through this, but I'll, st I'll stop here. Go ahead. Well, okay. I just – one of the, the things that was frustrating is I think he usually ignored my arguments and just went back to stating his own position, which is, well, we seem to have done well under property rights, and there's some evidence to believe that um, intellectual property rights do incentivize innovation. Uh, and he just kept on going back to that and not really answering my arguments, which I actually called him out for once. I said, well, you know, you've not really answered my point. But that was only one time. I mean, most of the time, most of the times he didn't. But if you want to um, illustrate 
if you want to talk about your notes, I think that would be a good good way to give us okay. some content. Could, oh, could, could, I, yeah. could I just ask Please do. Some, for, for maybe for, for some people who, who don't get the subtleties or don't get the difference, could you maybe just outline quickly the difference between copyright, patent, trademark? Mm. So, so, so I would be happy to, but this is the problem is that, right. so you have Adam Mossoff, who is some allegedly respected law professor. And honestly, look, the guy seems like nice. He's happy. He's friendly to Anthony. I mean, so, so everything is fine, but he's not a patent lawyer. Um, He's just repeating – honestly, so here's the problem. I think that most people are not that into theory. I can right. see what he's doing. He is taking – so he's a, he's a Randian. He's an objectivist. Let me be clear. I think this guy is a minarchist, statist Randian, and he is just trying to bridge the gap between both sides, and he is trying to – so he, he, he mixes in like two, three, four, five, six arguments, incentives, all this kind of crap, utilitarian. He's, he's totally unclear. He never defines intellectual property. He never defines it. Okay, number one. He never yeah. says why the term should be arbitrary. He never says what the term should be. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm a patent lawyer. I've done this for 20, 30 years. I know this is all bullshit. It's all just – it's like a tax lawyer or a drug attorney defending a client against a stupid bullshit claim. It's all bullshit. Right. right. Okay? You do what you got to do, and you want experts who want to do what you do want to do. But he's just trying to – he's doing what he can to try to – uh, he's trying to Ayn Rand, who is his mentor, because he had it does he really doesn't have any deeper theories than that. I mean, Ayn Rand knew literally nothing about intellectual property. She just was a Russian girl who became libertarian oriented and came to America and loved the American Constitution. That's it. And guess what it says? You should have patents and copyrights. So she came up with some, some stupid justification for it, and you have some law professor who has never practiced it like I have and who's just coming up with a justification for it. Right. It makes no sense, and he's giggling. So here's what annoyed me about the whole thing. So you're, you guys were joking about like, okay, so intellectual property is a term that, that – these guys came up with to unify the entire field of state intrusions onto private law, trademarks, right. patents, copyright, trade secrets. I can tell you more than anyone listening would know. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. So you have Mossoff who knows less than me. I guarantee it. And I would do a, a debate with anyone to see this. Okay. Saying, so, so someone says that, oh, well, what if someone trademarked the COVID term and they, they, they said you couldn't use COVID in your, in your brand name? What did he do? 
Listen to the video. Watch it. He started giggling like it's a joke. Hey, guess what, Adam? It's not a fucking joke. This is serious. Okay, so you're in favor of reputation rights, which he explicitly said he's in favor of trademark rights, defamation law, trade secret law, copyright law, patent law, which they patent law, which they call IP law. Okay, it's not a joke. Okay, so actually, as a matter of freaking legal fact, someone cannot. Use certain words because they will be put yeah. in jail or penalized by the state. This is not yeah. a joke. This is not what my fellow liberals believe in. Trust me. Okay. This is why it's disgusting to me. Okay. Right. Don't joke about it. Don't giggle about it. Don't be in favor of the state having defamation law, reputation rights, uh, all these laws that will let the state. Put you in jail or take your property or penalize you because you made a comment, right? Free speech. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's funny. So that's right. I'll stop ranting, but the reason I get passionate about this is because I really, 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 really do not view these guys as our fellow allies. They are not liberals, they're not in favor of free markets. They want the government – okay, so Adam Mossoff believes in the state. He's a minarchist or what we call a fucking statist or a mini-statist. It's not a joke. These guys want the government to come in and manage and regulate the economy and tell you what you can do, what you can't do to maximize incentives. Seriously, everything about this was horrific, horrific, horrific. Except Anthony did a pretty good, good job defending against it. But these guys are not our allies. This is not liberalism. This is not free markets. This is not competition. I mean, Stephen, what the hell? Stefan, when when okay, when when I'm talking or when you're talking, the enemy's talking to an ordinary average Joe. Okay, not your get nobody somebody who's not familiar with lawyers' arguments, somebody who's not familiar with all these terms such as trademark. And it seems to them, on the face of things, that intellectual property rights are there to protect people's work. That's what they think, you know, and it's oh, to protect. Yeah, okay, and fine. It, okay, yeah, that's what they think. So what, what do you say to somebody like that, you know, briefly, just to go, okay, here's why it's in your interest to get rid of intellectual property laws. Here's why it, here's why it benefits you, because that's what everybody wants to know. How does this benefit me? It seems to me on the face of things that these things are beneficial because that's what I'm told. But what good will it do me to get rid of these things? What, what, how does it make my life better to get rid of intellectual property law? So I, I appreciate the framing. I appreciate the question. Yeah. But in the end, the question to me seems like the same kind of question where you say like, okay, the world is falling apart. Yeah. Why shouldn't I take the COVID reparations payments or whatever the hell they're doing, right? Like, okay, I can't give you a good reason. I mean, like, okay, if the government gives me $19,000 a year welfare payments, why mm -hmm. shouldn't I take it? Okay, maybe you should. But the question is a broader question. It's like, 
what should the government do? What's the function of government? What's the function mm -hmm. of politics? What's the function of law? What's the function of justice? What should justice be? What should property rights be? All these questions, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess I would say that it depends upon what your question is. Like if someone asks me, should I take this benefit? Should I feed at the trough? If there's a trough, should I feed at the trough? Right. I don't know. To me, that's an Epicurean or a you know, philosophical question. But right. to me, the real question is, should there be a trough? Right. And my answer is no, there shouldn't be a trough. I guess. And that's what IP is. There shouldn't be a trough. Right. Right. So I guess people can't imagine living in a world where, you know, say all those shows on Amazon Prime or Netflix, anyone can just, it's not illegal for anyone to just download them and watch them, uh, even though tons of people put all their work into making those shows. Um, and also think, well, why, why, why is anyone going to bother putting that much money into all those special effects and um, yeah. directors and producers and distribution and all that stuff if anyone can just download it and watch it? Give, give me 30 seconds and then I'll, I'll get back to you. You guys sure. can talk. I'll listen. Okay. So. I think it's yeah. worth clarifying, Anthony. Sure. Or maybe those who are mystified as to just exactly what we're talking about, could you just frame it for us? What was the debate? Who were you debating? Where was it? Okay, so uh, I did put it on the podcast feed, so anyone who's not listened mm -hmm. yet can go back and listen to it. Um, I was invited to attend a debate with Adam Mossoff, who's, uh, well, he's a he's a he's apparently an expert on this, or someone in the liberty movement. Uh, obviously, Stefan yeah. uh, disputes that he's in the liberty movement. Who's one of the strongest? Well, he looks at him as a fifth columnist <laughs> for I, IP, and uh, which was quite funny because obviously it's not actually an area of expertise for me. Um, I just prepared for the debate, so that was okay. it. Was a good opportunity. I think I gave him a run for his money, though. Okay. I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. I had to, you know. Yeah. I had to see a man That's about a cool. horse. Uh, well, I, l listen. I don't know who's listening or who cares, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the big stumbling point for a lot of people is when they, they talk about research and development. They go like, "Who protects that research and development? All the money." I know. I know. Okay. Okay. So 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 first of all. So the issue to me is a question is not an argument. I mean, honestly, I know I say this over and over again. And no, everyone I get that, but people will ask questions. And if you don't kind of answer yes. them satisfactorily, it, you know, yeah. Yes, but then you get back to activism. So, so, okay, fine. So you can answer questions, but the questions then have to be uh, formatted into a way that is a real question, like a single question that's not loaded. So to me, okay. I will answer any question that's sincere, genuine, and not loaded, right, yeah. and not compound. This is a lawyer thing. 
Yeah. Compound means you can't ask five questions in a row because it's not serious. Like rat, 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 it's rat, yeah. rat, a tat, a tat. It's like, what do you think about A, B, C, D? It's like, well, which one do you want me to answer? Number one. So it has to yeah. be a single question. And most and of them are probably be, red herrings anyway. Well, that's the problem is that like you can't ask a loaded question. And so, so if someone asked me a question like, okay, Stefan, you just said that like uh, IP is A, B, and C. How would I make money selling my poems? Okay, now that's not a horrible question, but it's not usually the real question because that wasn't my argument, right? My right. argument wasn't – so it's like – so what they're saying in effect is that like Hey, Kinsella, I think that everything that I can imagine that should be promoted by society should be somehow viable economically, and unless you can explain to me how this will work, I'm going to reject your proposal. So that's what they're really saying. So it's almost like the welfare state argument, like, okay, so you libertarians are saying that like… You don't support public education and the welfare system. So you tell me how people that are poor are going to make it in society. You tell me. Now, when they okay. say this, you tell me, what they're saying is they're switching the burden of proof. right? They're saying that unless you can guarantee to me that A, B, and C will happen, I'm going to reject your proposal. And so then libertarians bend over backwards, and they they say, oh, well, I think there will be charity, and there will be A, B, and C. So they, they try too hard to please these assholes, right? Right. Right? So they're, they're sort of giving in to the but, – but here's the thing. What, what if we switch the burden of proof, and we say, you tell me. You tell me how Social Security in America or whatever you have in Europe, yeah. how will that guarantee everyone's going to be taken care of in 45 years? You tell right. me how that's going to guarantee that, and they'll say, well, 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 they won't know. They have no fucking idea, right? Right. So it's like, well, that's not – so then that's not the real question. Like, so do they want to guarantee and if they want to guarantee, guess what? That's Buy not a coming. Toaster. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, there's no guarantee coming. So I like it. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm, think... I'm ranting, 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 guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're seeing where you're coming from. I, I just think that most people have a sense that it's unfair if I go take my guitar to an open mic. <laughs> And afterwards, some salubrious bastard is like, oh, Ant-Man, that was a really great tune. Is that one of your own? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been working on it. He's like, hmm, hmm. And next week I see him on top of the pops. Well, you know uh, what? Ha having I think, stolen I think, my, I th my song. I think they do have that view, but they also have a view of that capitalism is unfair and that – and you know what? Maybe people need to – no, just, but no, but wait, just, wait, 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 Stefan. Right, some of the most ardent proponents I know of intellectual property aren't capitalists; they're leftists. 
and they hate all other kinds of, oh yeah, sure, the actual physical property, that's theft, man. But if you take my song or my painting or my dance fucking routine and you copy it, then I'm going to sue your ass in about 10 different courts. Right, so the, these are people that you would normally associate with, oh, property's theft, but as soon as it comes to intellectual property, they're full on. No, 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 that's, that's different. You know, that, that's my stuff. You know, I'm an artist, and, that, and that's my stuff. You don't get to get my stuff. So it's not, it's not just capitalists who, who, who are, you know, who, who, who come out with this kind of stuff. Oh no, I I I agree that the the criticisms of IP are like uh, they're all over the map. Like so, I actually like almost don't want to associate with the people that are against IP because half of them are against intellectual property because they're against property. Yeah. So they make the same mistake that. <sighs> I yeah, want to say the capitalists, but yeah. so like they, they associate capitalism with property rights. And so because they're in favor, uh, because they're opposed to property rights in like land mm -hmm. and monopolies, they oppose ca uh, patent rights and things like that too. The other thing is most people don't even understand IP law, right? It's Correct. very, very, it's like, it's like, it's like if, if you and I, and Anthony and two or three other people had a, a long debate about antitrust law or competition law, as you call it in Europe, and no one's a lawyer except maybe me. I mean, it's like, but you could have an opinion. You could have some economically informed opinions, but basically it's going to be like a hobscob, like just scramble of opinions. People don't know what they're talking about. They're just talking about things they don't know they're like what they mean, right? Uh, and so I how just do you de how do you define intellectual property? Sorry, Stefan. You know well, the, the, and that and, and to me that's the good question. And so okay. here's the thing. So I have a bunch of notes which I could go through. Sure. Uh, about Anthony's debate with with Adam, which I so Anthony, I think you did as as good as you could. Um, the problem with these debates is so he had 10 minutes, you had 10 minutes, and then back, back and forth. And in his, so I'll, I will notice this. Uh, so it, you can't do a, a good justification in 10 minutes either right. way. Um, but in your 10 minutes, at least you tried to distinguish between scarce and non scarce resources. Like you, right. you made the point that, that like you can't. Um, copy a b and c or it's not a taking or whatever Mossoff never as far as i can tell never ever even tried to make an, a coherent argument like he basically kept saying that it's property which to me is a legal positivist argument like it's the government treats it as property and then once it's property you can trade it and even you pointed out anthony like well we're living in a given system. That's why people do this. Uh, that's perfectly true, right? I mean, I don't. You don't want to bring up slavery or the Holocaust or whatever because then you'll be dismissed. But honestly, there's no limit to this kind of reasoning, right? Like uh, human slaves were property. So yeah. the fact that I wish I had system, made that point. Well, but 
the format of this debate doesn't lend itself towards that kind of systematic like getting to the point. But the problem for me was that Mossop was like a nice guy. He seems like he's a liberal. He agreed with he agreed with you on half of your points, which made sense, right? Like about how uh the uh FDA and I hate to use the U.S. system because I hate being a U.S. centric, but like the FDA system or whatever the drug approval system is in other countries, yeah. um, like it it biases things uh, in a certain direction and it, it imposes costs, right? Um, so if you're if that's your concern, just reduce those costs or whatever, or the minimum wage or A, B, and C. And he he would it, he cheerfully admit to that. You know, when you guys brought up examples, so so here's the problem: there is no such thing as intellectual property. I mean, and and the whole question is not intellectual property, and the whole question is not property. The whole question is not what is property. Oh, and by the way, while I'm ratatating things off, I will say, Anthony, like I, what I liked is how you are calmly like, calmly A B C. I can't do that. I just can't do that. That's just not my my nature, but that was good. Like A B C. You know. I've yet to but, see this exchange, so uh, well if you I'm see it, you'll see what I mean. He okay. he was like he was like just calmly like responding. Now the problem is the format doesn't enable itself to uh doesn't uh, allow like a comprehensive case to me to be made either way and the, the 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 big problem is i think and now i think that uh the objectivists and whatever would they would think it's the other way around they would think that the problem is that we're giving credence to the unprincipled types like like anthony right like like you have no real clear principle grounds, and so we're gaining to consort with you. I think it's the other way around. I think that like the assumption that you have a guy that is in favor of ca so-called capitalism like Mossoff or Ayn Rand or those types, yeah. and they just make assertions right? that like, well, if you're in favor of capitalism – then you must be in favor of uh, a way of exploiting the fruit of your labors. They they throw these terms around, by the way. So this is another thing I noticed. Like, and as an engineer, as a as a rigorous thinker, these guys. Number one, Mossoff doesn't know much about patent law. I have actually prosecuted a thousand patent applications for big companies. I actually understand the patent system. Not saying that's a, a prerequisite because I think you can have a reasonable view without it, but he's he drops these things, for example. So like as a law professor, so like for example, my, my view as a lawyer, as a legal theorist, I have never been one of these types that like thinks that like uh, if you have certain credentials, you have certain uh, – pride of place and you can say certain things and you can't if not like everything anthony says he's entitled to say right 
but then you have like Mossov dropping a couple of legal doctrines, which are number one, US specific, which annoys the hell out of me because America is not the, the goddamn world, right? And number two, I don't think he – it's like – it's irrelevant. He doesn't know right. what he's talking about. Like so, so for example, I wrote – I mean I've got like so many pages of notes I could go through if we had time. But but as an ex – as, as just an example, um, so he said something near the end like, ah! So number one, he's giggling the whole time, but he's giggling about things he's in favor of. So when someone says, oh, um, because of trademark law, which you support, which is part of IP law, I couldn't actually use this term of COVID whatever without paying a royalty, and he just giggles. It's like this is not a joke. You support this stuff. This is actually real. This is actually really a real restriction on human liberty and can uh, affect human fortunes and… The way human discourse goes. So stop giggling, okay? Right. Stop joking about it. You're in favor of this stuff. Take ownership of it and admit that you're a, a, a fascist or whatever the fuck it is, but stop giggling about it. It's not a joke, right? So Anthony, you're being good spirited, but this is not a joke. I mean, you're opposing this stuff to your credit. This guy's in favor of it. What the hell? Don't don't joke about it. Don't giggle about it, right? So then he just had some. He dropped some comment like, "Oh well, uh, well as you know, like in the law, uh, leases are actually real property. They're not like contracts." It's like, first of all, this guy doesn't know what the he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just some amateur guy, George Mason, who's who got his way in, and that's fine, but I'm telling you, I can give you links. I can give you case citations. I can give you legal theory, whatever. Trust me. Right. Um, there's a whole debate in the literature, which he seems completely unaware of, about the difference between lease and contract. In other words, if you have a mineral lease or if you have uh, any other kind of lease, is it a contract or is it a property right, an in-room right or an in-personum right? Okay, interesting question for the fucking legal positivist. Hey, guess what? I'm not. I'm a libertarian. I recognize the difference, but I'm not trying to – so number two, I've actually practiced, and I've actually written actual real contracts, and I've actually done real patents many times. So – so this whole issue of in personum versus uh, – uh, sorry, leases versus real, okay, guess what? Louisiana and other states in America, some of them treat it like a real property interest, in, which we call in rem. Some call it in personum, which you call it contract. But the only way to really sort this out is to have a, a unified version of contract and property law. And 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 to be actually, guess what? A libertarian, like a Rothbardian. And Rothbard pioneered the whole theory of contract law, and I haven't sorted it out yet, 
but I think I'm closer than anyone I know personally, and that's fine. But you can't just cite positive law legal doctrines like they do, which is what they do. So this is their whole argument for IP. Here's their argument for IP. It's like real property, which you noticed many times, Anthony. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like it. It's like it. It's similar. There's similarities. Yeah, okay, and a few so times what? in the debate, so he shot himself in the foot by by referring to non-intellectual property as real property. And I, I kind of wanted to steadily remark, oh, so you admit that intellectual property isn't real property. But I... Uh, I guess I, what he meant was physical property. I know what he meant. Yeah. But it was just quite a funny turn of no, phrase. No, but I think, I think you're... So I think that... The format didn't lend itself towards you giving yourself no. a, a totally systematic view, but so the one thing you focused on was – wait, wait. Let me say one sure. thing. The one thing you focused on, which I liked, was that you kept saying over and over again, like, listen, if you take my property, I don't have it anymore. That's the whole point of everything, yeah. right? And so if you notice – by the way, one thing Mossov said was – he admitted – like he, he sort of admitted you were correct um, when you said that you can't prove causation and correlation. Like you can't prove that IP rights uh, are, the re are the cause of prosperity in the West. His response was not to argue against you. His response was to say that, well, we can't know this about property rights in general. That's what he said. If you go back and listen, it was stunning to me. So what he said was, well, we can't know this either. So what he's admitting is that we don't – our argument for these principles is not an incentive-based or utilitarian one. In other words, we're not in favor of property rights because we know that they will lead to better consequences. It's for other reasons. So right. that's what he implicitly admitted. In other words, we're in favor of property rights for what you said, Anthony, like uh, we have to solve conflicts among scarce resources, and that doesn't apply to ideas. And by the way, notice that he did this kind of weird, crabby argument like, oh, well… Some of us sometimes say ideas, but that's colloquial, but we don't really mean ideas. We mean implementation. I mean I'm a patent lawyer, dude. What he's saying makes no sense, and he's not a patent lawyer, by the way. Right. So uh, distinguishing between ideas and the implementation ideas is just complete positivist. What the hell does it have to do with Austrian economics, libertarian principles, property rights? Nothing. Sorry. Rant, no, rant over. So you said that the debate and the debate platform did not provide an ideal platform to give a comprehensive response. What should I have said that I didn't if we were doing a show that was in a format that was that lent itself to that? What didn't I include? That I would have been able to include. I mean, possible. I think that if you had known ahead of time what he was going to say, you could have prepared a couple of, you know, zingers or whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, um, but honestly, 
probably nothing. I mean, I think you did it as well as you could in the friendly. And I think you, and I, I, by the way, I agree with Adam. He seemed like a nice guy, right? He seems like sincere. Honestly, I think he's just a Randian. He just is doing whatever the hell he can to, to rehabilitate her completely insane IP views. That's what he's doing, but he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he's just a law professor. He's smart and he's like, blah, blah, blah. But, um, I don't think you could have done anything differently. Um, to be honest, uh, I, I, I mean, if I could fault you, I wouldn't fault you. I would just give you some constructive criticism. That's but, what I meant. But I, I really can't because all I could say is, okay, if you have ten minutes and you know what he's going to say, do the following. But I think, yeah. I think you. I think you hit the high points as best as you could. And I'll notice this too. Adam Mossoff, and you called him doctor at one point. I don't know if he's a doctor, so I would be careful about giving people credits that they don't deserve. Um, he's just a lawyer, which is a JD, which is yeah. all bullshit. <clears throat> and he's has no experience in actual patent law. As far as I can tell – whatever so i'm not that impressed by this dude okay but he's he's cheery and giggly okay so give him that he's cheery and giggly and he's got probably five uh little little you know things he can put on his resume that he's like the ad hoc advisor to this this following group that's in favor of ip Okay, all that means is you're a goddamn Randian, and you're trying to do whatever you can to rehabilitate. I mean, so here's what I would have done. So there's probably two or three or four things I would have done, probably most of them only if I had seen what happened after the fact. But number one, I would have asked them, okay, what about Ayn Rand's clear, clear, clear views on the fact that you only own uh, – or a scarce resource and that when you rearrange things, it does increase the value of the things you own, but you don't own the property value and the rearrangement rights. Like I would have asked them that because Ayn Rand clearly was conflicted. Listen, I'm not an Ayn Rand asshole. Like I don't blame Ayn Rand for not getting A, B, and C correct. She got uh, or everything correct. She got A, B, and C, and D, and E, F, G correct. Okay, that's pretty good. But she got confused on IP. Okay, not a big problem for me because I don't learn IP from Ayn Rand. It's really not a big problem. But Adam Mossoff apparently does. You follow me? Yeah. This is not a big problem. I mean Ayn Rand was totally confused. When Ayn Rand wrote on IP in 1962 or 5 or whenever it was, she she thought mistakenly… Ayn Rand believed that the American um, – okay, I'm, I hate to go to America, but she was in America. That's what she was thinking. She thought the American IP system, the patent system, was a first-to-file system, which meant that the first guy that really? files for a patent would win. And everyone said, why can that be just? Right? How can that be just? Right? Libertarians were like… How can you really be in favor of this? It makes no sense. This is not natural law. Not, not. 
And Ayn Rand said, well, and blah, blah, blah. She like came up with some stupid, totally horrible argument for it. The point is she was wrong right. at the time and until about 19 – I'm sorry, about 2008 until Obama, the American Reinvents Act, the U.S. had a first-to-invent system. We didn't have a first-to-file. So like she right. didn't even understand the law. So she was defending a law that didn't exist. You understand? Yeah. So she mistakenly believed that in America and in the West, the first guy to file would get a patent. Okay, which is yeah, the I think, case. I think that's the case in the UK. It's first. Yeah, it is. It's the case yeah. in the U.S. now, but it wasn't the case in 1962 when she wrote. It's the case since 2008. Yeah. My point is. She had no idea what she was talking about. She just basically took for granted, this is the American system. I'm going to defend it no matter what. I'm going to come up with a justification for it, a rationale, right? Yeah. And her rationale was, well, it makes sense that the first – and so you'll see that in, in Anthony's discussion with Mossoff, Mossoff was saying like, well – it's just like – he kept saying this over and over again. It's just like, it's just like, it's just like, it's just like. It's just like a property system. Like, oh, if – so – and I thought Anthony's response was really good. Like, so he said like, well, if two guys are on the Mayflower coming to the U.S., well, to the, to the, to, to the Western Hemisphere, right? And like yeah. one guy gets there first, he gets it all. And Anthony's like, no, it's not a winner-take-all thing. One guy can just go up the stream. And by the way, if they were all going for one little tiny island, it might be similar, but that's actually not what happened. So it was a bad example. So yeah. Anthony was right. I think so like everything you said was correct. Like so you're like better than a law professor who has this prestige and Don't doesn't tell him that, please. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna get it printed. I tell on you my what, if I had to car. take a student on board, I would take Anthony over oh. this law professor at GMU who has never filed a single patent. Right. And I would, I would, I would, I, I, I would, you know. Anyway. That's just nepotism, Stephen. Stephen, crikey. So, um, yeah, I'm just gonna put that on my business cards from now on. Anthony Samroff, better than a law professor. So, any highlights from your notes? Oh, let me see. I've given you some already. Uh, let's see here what I got here that I haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, because you know how I am. I, I, yeah. I go. What do we have uh, in the background there? Is that downtown Houston? Oh, that's just that's just uh, yeah, that is Houston, but it's just okay. like a, uh, uh, okay. Let me see here. Okay, so okay, let's uh, let's talk about this one thing. So he talked about price controls. Maybe we can go into that, and I can explain that to you guys. We can talk about it if you want. So he talked about um, the export of American IP to other countries. Right. And by the way, I don't think the U.S. is the end all be all. I don't no. think we're the only one that makes IP and whatever or pharmaceuticals, but okay, so his idea is that – so here, here's his idea. Okay, I'm simplifying it, and he would probably object, and he's, he's probably right, but I'm simplifying it. So here's his idea. We have the, this, this spectrum of countries, and by the way, he admitted that we're not 
perfect and we have regulations and the FDA and we have everything. So I don't even understand this kind of Randian worship of the West, but whatever. So here's what happens, okay. Um, guys, feel free to interrupt at any point. So here's what happens. So Western pharmaceutical companies uh, try to come up with drugs, right? Right. That will solve problems. I don't disagree with that. No one dis no one disagrees with that. So these guys don't get credit for this because guess what? Just because we're not in favor of the patent system, we're also in favor of capitalism or whatever. But so here's the idea. They have to go through this gauntlet of the FDA system, which has unimaginable costs, which he admitted to and which you pointed out, Anthony, right? Um, and so then they can only sell these. So this is what he said. If you listen to his – it was actually striking, I thought. If you listen to what he said, he said that you can only sell to um, um, to the West, to basically the U.S. So what he said was if you sell to Canada or Europe or other countries, they will impose price controls, and you can only sell it for an amount that you're willing to sell it for, but you can't – he said this many times. You can't recoup your costs. Notice this. You can't recoup your costs. Now, what the hell kind of libertarian free market principle is this? Like, are you entitled to recoup your goddamn costs? What the fuck is he talking about? So what he's saying is that – like, so, here, so here's what's going on. So you have an American pharmaceutical company. They come up with a new pharmaceutical. Yeah. They get it approved after 17 years or seven years or whatever the hell it is after $800, billion, $800 million of cost, and they finally get it approved. And in the meantime, they've had to – and by the way, every discussion you guys had about trade secrets, none of you guys – I mean I'm not being critical of you, but you don't understand how the, yeah. the industry works. NDAs, trade secrets, the relationship yeah. between trade secrets, trademarks, copyrights, patents, the whole thing. This is the problem with the whole idea of IP. It's like using yeah. intellectual property as an umbrella term, which blurs everything, right? Okay, but forget that for a second. Okay, so you have these companies that come up with these new formulations, yeah. and they finally come out with uh, something that's approved by the government after a lot of cost. Yeah. Um, and and then they uh, they uh, uh, they put it then on the they market. get to they get to sell them, but, yeah. but at the, at that point they've already revealed their secrets because they have yeah. to as part of the FDA approval process. So all mm -hmm. their competitors are ready to compete with them at this yeah. last second, uh, which again, as a libertarian, I'm not that against, except I, I guess in a free market you could use trade secrets to stop that, but they can't because the whole system has distorted everything, right? And even Mossop even, even admitted that. He even said that, oh, if we didn't have the FDA, maybe it's like, yeah, but then why aren't you just focusing on that? Why do you want to like add on a layer of government monopoly? And his whole argument about monopolies was completely bullshit. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, so well, I, I'm guessing though that his point, even though clumsily made, was that America, our American company, comes up with a drug, a life-saving drug. They market it. It's not that they have a God-given right to recoup their costs, but if they're not confident that no, they can no, I totally, I to oh, sorry, sorry, I sorry, I totally disagree with you. I think he does believe there's a God-given right to recoup your costs, but go ahead. Right, okay. So, but to put it another way then, if I can't, if I can't, if I don't have confidence that I'm going to recoup my costs, yeah, then, then that makes me less likely to invest. I, I, okay, so first of all, I totally agree with this, but yeah. on, the, on the other hand, when did it become a principle of liberty and capitalism, liberalism, that the whole purpose of our system was to make sure people can quote unquote recoup their costs. What the what when did this come about? It's like No, but it's 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 you as an individual when you when you if you're in business and if if there is a if he's talking from a Randian point of view. Yeah, 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 but but hold on, it's hold on. Self -interest. The, the point, Okay. Yeah, but the point the point of doing activity is not to recoup your costs, it's to make a profit. So what yeah. is, wh wh where did this become the standard in the first place? Well, the, ba the basic Well, then it's going to be, if I can't recoup my costs, then the chances of making a profit may be Yeah, 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 I know, I know, but, but, that, but that's like saying that, like, if some company that's a venture, okay, if they're going to go bankrupt, so what? What does yeah. that mean? Well, I don't care, but I care if it's my company. Of course, of right, course yeah. you care, and if right. you, and of course, and if the government so, will give so you a monopoly his, privilege, yeah. then you so will I'm take advantage. So, point is, why would I? Why would I invest huge amounts? No, of but money that's not. Well, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on. Yeah, that's not. You just said, "Why would I?" That's a question. Yeah. That's a fine yeah. question, but that's not a point. Let's okay. be clear. Asking a question is not a point. Well, I guess the point is we should have patents because if we don't people will not spend 2.4 billion or whatever the exactly but is no one would ever say that because that's ridiculous so what they would say instead was they would so here's what they would say instead so here's what they would say they would say this they would say this they would say that in a in a in a in, a, in some kind of uh, equilibrium attending market or whatever there there's an underproduction of innovation because of free rider problems and right. other problems and there's a market failure and the government right. needs to come in and tweak things and make them a slightly better right. and it will cost something but the cost will be way less than the advantage we get from okay. imposing so that's what their argument is but they right. don't want to make it this explicitly because if they do that then they have the fucking burden of proof which they don't want to prove, which you notice in our whole thing, they said, well, the, I think Mossoff said to Anthony, the burden of proof is on you. Like he tried to switch it. You notice that? So yeah, you know, this is the whole point of this entire way of framing things is to change the burden of proof. <coughs> and it's to, it's to change the burden of like, what is the purpose of law and justice and, and social organization? Right. Okay. So that's kind of my perspective on it. I'm not trying to rant or ramble, but that is my that literally is my perspective on all this. Right. Does that make sense? 
It, it, it does in the way that you've, 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 you've put it, yeah. Any more major yeah. points before we wrap up? No, I'm going to, well, I'm going to ask uh, one thing. I saw, a, well, there's two, two questions that arise out of a, a, a Q&A session that I, I, I saw you do uh, before. Um, and if I can just find my note here. Yeah, you, you recommended, and this is way back though, this is in like 2010 or something like that. You recommended a book called Against Intellectual Monopoly, and I think it was by Michelle Baldwin and David K. Levine. Um, that's a long time ago. Is there anything since then that, that you would recommend? Does, it, does anything surpass that in terms of, uh, of its content? <laughs> Or can you even remember that far back? <laughs> oh, I, I remember uh, it's, it's McKelly, McKelly Baldron, who's a French guy, and uh, yeah. David Levine. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're friends. I'm an admirer of their work. Uh, I think they have surpassed it slightly with a recent paper. Right. About three, four, five years later about, uh, about patent law, where okay. they – so my understanding is this. So these guys are utilitarians, okay, which I oppose their entire methodology, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's how you solve these issues. You can't okay. solve them, Masoud. But they did basically examine the entire case for IP on its own terms, and they were careful, and I think they were actually moderate-leaning IP or something like that. When okay. they started, but then their their investigation showed them that like Jesus, everything right. is like everything is bad, like everything turns out negative. Um, right. um, now they ended up in their first book. I mean, from my point of view, it's fairly moderate. From the average point of view, it's pretty radical. They they basically said we should get rid of. Most IP, and maybe we should replace it with a, gov a system of government-subsidized uh, research grants, like right. you know. And you know, as a libertarian, as 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 a holistic thinker, I'm like, ah, now you mess the whole thing up. Like, but at least they're better than the other guys because they like right. it, they at least admitted A, B, and C are wrong, right? Okay. Um, and then their later paper about five years later, which I could give you the link to, sure. um, I think it's like the I think it's called the case against patents. It's really clear. Right. It's just on patents, not copyrights. But they okay. kind of like so like they even drop that. They're like basically like like uh, yeah. So like even from a, from a utilitarian point of view, I think that they're like dude. We have to give up patent. Like the right. world would be a better place if we gave up patent and copyright. Now, yeah. their 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 argument is not the same as mine. Mine is more Austrian, Rothbardian, right. libertarian, proprietarian, whatever you want to call it. Like sure. mine is more justice based. Like there right. there's no excuse for using force against someone for copying other people's right. ideas. And in it's fact, it's a deontological argument then. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, other people can, can characterize can it. That. But, okay. 
but it's not utilitarian. Sure. I, I wouldn't say it's it's opposed to consequentialists because I think consequentialism and um, principled or deontological arguments converge. Okay, right. but that's just my view. Okay, that's just sure. my view. Anyway, no, you're you're right. So so that the, so that book, those guys are the best on that side. Sure. So, okay. so what what amazes me is that they're like so they're like a a. a a thousand people on their side mm. but none of them or very few of them come to their conclusions even though if you honestly just followed their own methodology and yeah. went down their path you would come to their conclusions but okay they just want to like come up with a reason to like so here's the basic idea i'm in favor of innovation I'm in favor of ideas because I'm not a dumbass sitting in a hut. I like mm. ideas. Therefore, I favor property rights and ideas. This is how they think. Like basically, if you're in favor of ideas, you have to be in favor of property rights and ideas. Right. And if you're against property rights and ideas, which is IP law, they will attack you as being anti-intellectual. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, the whole thing is crazy, 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 crazy. All right. With that crazy, 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 I think uh, we'll wrap up for today because we've gone over an hour. Thank you so much, Stefan, for joining us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Sorry for uh, I, I wander when I when I when I talk, I walk. I so I I I I, I yeah, that's okay. my wife wonders why I wander around the house, but I've been wandering around while I talk. That's but I appreciate it. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for joining us on the show, and hope to speak to you again.